this episode of Social Media Secrets, I'm actually going to share a perspective that I haven't shared in a long time. And it's a little bit of tough love. So you may want to actually not listen if you're not in a space to handle some tough love here. Okay. Now, normally I spend a lot of time talking about uh, boundaries for freelancers, making sure that freelancers get paid, making sure that freelancers don't get taken advantage of. And I talk about those things quite a bit. However, in today's episode, I actually want to intentionally rant about something that oftentimes does not get talked about. And that is when freelancers fail to care. Now that is an over categorization of this. Um, when I see freelancers being more comfortable charging than they are with facing something that is not performing well, there are certain questions we have to ask. Now, let me get super, super, super clear and preframe what I mean by freelancers being responsible for making sure that they're delivering great services, okay? Number one, freelancers are not responsible for making or breaking a business. If you as a business owner are entrusting the future of your business to a freelancer who isn't even fully employed, let alone doesn't even have benefits, don't don't dream on. Not even close to fair, not even close to right, not even remotely responsible. Told you this is going to be a tough love one. Number two, you need to know what you are responsible for. Now, here's the thing, and this is there are two sides to this sword or coin, depending on how we want to look at it. As a freelancer, you are not responsible for things that you did not promise. Now, there's a flip side to this, but if you promise that you would run Facebook ads and run them well, you did not promise you were going to inject profit into the client's business. Uh, similarly, if someone is a funnel builder, their job is not to bring traffic to your funnel. Uh, if someone's a social media manager, I'm just going to straight up call it how it is. They are not responsible for generating leads for a business. If someone is a copywriter, their job is to write copy unless they promise that their copy converts with a guarantee. Their job is not that you have a sold out launch. So there's the tough love preframe before we go into some more tough love as I rant. The truth is, as freelancers, we need to recognize that all clients are always going to point back to a certain thing, which is the bottom line. And there is an extent of that knowing that clients ultimately care about the bottom line more than anything, even if they say that that's not the major concern that they have or the major metric that they're looking at. However... We need to deliver on what we promise we will deliver on. And I'm saying this with all the love in my heart. If you tell a client that you are going to consistently post content for them, if you're not consistently posting content for them, get out of here. You're dirtying the name of freelancers. If you promise your client growth, guess what you're on the hook for? Growth. If you promise your client conversion, and that's the deliverable that is in your contract, you need to deliver on conversion. Now, the reason that I'm sharing this tough love episode is because some of you guys are like, wait a second, why do freelancers get such a bad rep? And I'll be honest with you, it perplexes me most of the time because I am mostly surrounded by incredibly 
talented, committed, uh, integrous, integrous, <laughs> uh, freelancers full of integrity who care a lot about their clients. But the truth is most of the time outside of the networks that I'm a part of and this outside of the network that I'm sure you're a part of, most freelancers simply do not put a level of care and integrity into their work. And it can be really challenging. Sometimes I will look and see that someone is advertising being X, Y, and Z, and then you get their end results and you're like, this is just not good across the board. This is just plain and simple, not good. Now, there are a few more things that we need to factor in. For example, uh, price. And this is an interesting one. I do believe that most freelancers deserve a baseline price point for finishing jobs. And that varies based on confidence, skills, region. It's what they're asking for. You have to be your own best advocate for what you want to ask for price-wise. However, a greater price doesn't necessarily always indicate greater results. But knowing that clients expect more results for a higher price point, you need to actually change the way that you communicate with your clients before sharing analytics, before sharing reporting. You can't just share reporting that's disappointing and being like, well, that sucks, peace. The truth is care is a really big thing that truly matters. It's what allows you to get opportunities again. Um, I was talking with one of my clients today and they shared that most people that they had worked with previously just cared about like, well, it's done. Nope, it's done. Well, it's done. With no additional questions about how did it perform? Are you satisfied with the results? Would you hire me again? And the truth is, that's part of the reason why we're working together today. That doesn't mean it's your job to go in there and fix absolutely everything. For example, if I'm running Facebook ads for a client and I say, so, okay, so how, how were the results of your launch? And they say, terrible. We didn't get a single sale. Now, there are a few things missing from this equation. There were multiple places where I had opportunities to check in and ask additional questions. However, there are questions you can ask even when things don't go according to plan that can show someone that you care. For example, how are you doing with this? Would you like me to take a look and see if I can identify where things went wrong? I'm so sorry. That's really painful. It looks like our Facebook ads got the results that we would hope for, and that's where the conversion stopped. Do you want me to refer you to someone who can help with your actual offer and funnel? Care is a big thing. It can be as simple as following up and saying, are you satisfied with the work that I put in before the traffic hit the funnel? Are you, would you, would you work with me again? Is there anything I could have done better on, on my part? And the truth is, it's interesting because care and results are not even necessarily related. There are a lot of people who get results who don't care about anyone but themselves. And there are a lot of people who get no results who care a ton. 
And so a middle ground is necessary. But care is going to make you have no choice but to continually up-level your skill set. And if you are not continually up-leveling, utilizing, practicing, tweaking your skill sets, this hopefully is a come-to-Jesus moment for you. Because the truth is, when freelancers don't care about their clients, when they care more about the money that they're making from clients than the results that they're delivering to clients, it ruins the industry for all of us. You can tell I'm very, very passionate about this for a, a good reason, because I care about freelancing. I care about freelancers. I care about business owners. And I care about business owners wanting to work with freelancers and saying, I've been burned before. And I remember a long time ago, I remember a long time ago, there was a lot of backlash against agencies, and I'm just going to call it as I see it, rightfully so, because most agencies, and I'm just going to say the playbook of agencies, especially the agencies who teach everyone how to become agencies, is I'm going to work for free for a few celebrities and influencers and basically do all of their their stuff for free and then get a raving testimonial and never disclose that they gave me a raving testimonial or or they make the payment so low that it still technically is payment, although technically that is discounted services, but I digress. And what's so interesting about it is that uh, basically they, they get those case studies, they call them ringers. So a ringer is a term I don't actually know where it where it originates, but I also I know that it comes from when there's like a choir, and when a choir is singing, it can be halfway decent, but it still just sounds halfway decent until you get one, two, or three ringers, and the ringers the one that comes in, and it's like you've got the choir and they're halfway decent, but you put Ariana Grande in the front, and all of a sudden it is amazing, right? So what's so powerful about a ringer is people think. That, that everything is much better than it actually is when everything is actually just halfway decent. When the ringers were the standout and that is not the norm. If you were to ask any other member of that choir to sing, you're going to get subpar results. Decent, but not Ariana Grande because Ariana Grande was the ringer that took it to a new level and made people say, wow, that's really fantastic. And this is what agencies did for a long time. They had their ringers and then they marketed to everyone with those ringers, whether or not they were FTC compliant. Wow, I'm really ranty today. This is kind of fun. Um, whether or not they were FTC compliant and then basically made it seem like that's the type of results that they always get for their clients when the truth is that those are just ringers. And so I think that's partly why I stepped back from the agency model. I got really disenchanted or disillusioned um, realizing that that's exactly the game that most agencies were playing and it was very frustrating. And, and I actually get it because you should always put your best foot forward. But that being said, if the majority of your results outside of those ringers, those case study clients are absolute crap, it's time to take a good hard look at what you're delivering. And so the agency model got kind of crapped on for a while in the industry, like I said, with, with mostly good reason. And I feel like that still continues on today. Um, I won't name names. <laughs> but the truth is, freelancers were different than agencies. And I'm starting to see freelancers getting a bad rep because people are doing the same thing. And so what's wild is I'm realizing that someone needs to start 
lovingly call out freelancers, not on a public platform, not by name. That's the kind of stuff that's like basically just cyberbullying in a different name, but actually starting to say, yes, but did you bring them the results that you promised? That question right there is actually surprisingly not loaded. Did you bring them what you promised? No, 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 no. I'm not saying, did you solve every one of their problems in life? <laughs> I'm saying the words that came from your mouth, did you follow through on those words? And it's wild because I think back to many times when I was disappointed with the results that we brought clients. And we still followed through on what we promised. Even still... This might be controversial. I don't really care. When we didn't get results for clients, we let them go. Why? Because I didn't want to hold them in a contract. It was the right thing to do. This is not to say that I haven't made mistakes. I have absolutely made mistakes, but you know what's really cool? I've learned from them. And now I get to be in a place where I continue to call up this industry. Freelancers are amazing. And we make the world go round in so many ways. There are actually 1.2 billion freelancers currently in the world. Isn't that wild? It blows my mind every single time. We need to start to ask ourselves, am I promising too much and delivering too little? Am I running my mouth faster than my actions can keep up? Am I over-promising and under-delivering? Because if any of those three things apply to you, it's time to stop learning about sales, stop learning about marketing, stop learning about NLP, and singularly focus on your skill set. It is time to take it to mastery. And also, maybe put a post-it note on your computer, tough love moment, that says, Shut your mouth <laughs> while you're on discovery calls. By the way, I would do this with me too. So I'm not saying anything to you that I wouldn't say to myself. Shut your mouth while you're on discovery calls. Just ask questions. Stop promising because you're excited or emotion is hitting or whatever. Just shut your mouth and find out what the person needs. And if you need a delay because you tend to overpromise, ask me how I know. Just kidding, don't. If you desire to overpromise, if it's very difficult to make it uh, <laughs> congruent with what you're actually capable of doing, if you hop on every sales call and you say, I can save you, I can transform your life, that's a good sign, <laughs> that it might be time to actually delay your answers from your discovery call. Side note, I'm speaking directly from experience. I don't do well at on-the-spot advice or answers or promises because I get overly optimistic and I want to fix everything. And you know what? Yes, I can totally come in. And you know what? Yeah, I can totally run your marketing. And you know what? Yeah, I can totally transform your revenue. And you know what? Yeah, I can totally get you into your dream house. And you get the point. <laughs> so I don't send out solutions or packages or proposals or anything on the discovery call because long ago I realized that that can be a setup for failure when you like to promise and you're excited about life. Shut your mouth, focus on what you can learn on the discovery call, 
and only promise what you know you can deliver. That may sometimes mean you get less sales. Awesome. But at least now you're not taking advantage of anyone. Instead of promising I will post one, or I'm sorry, instead of promising I will grow your Instagram by 20 followers per day, what if you promise I will post two times per day on your Instagram? Focus on what you can control as your promise. And then be impeccable with it. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Oh, by the way, this is new. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. We put together <laughs> a free ebook called Freelancing Success Secrets. And it is packed full of many of the secrets that I discovered on the journey to making multiple seven figures as a freelancer specifically. So go to rachelpeterson.com forward slash podcast and you will find it there in the show notes. I will catch you guys in the next episode of Social Media Secrets. Bye for now.